We are delighted to have Tony Haug with us today. Uh, he is one of our supported missionaries uh, in Shimonoseki, Japan. Most of you probably know him. There may be a few of you here that have not had the privilege to meet him. Uh, he's been in the Huron area for the last month or so and we'll be heading to Sioux Falls after the service and flying out back to Japan tomorrow morning. Uh, so you'll have to say goodbye quickly. Um, it's been a joy to have him here. And some of you have met his wife, Marsha, who has been here too on a few occasions and hopefully might join you next year uh, as well. So uh, Tony is gonna share about the ministry uh, that God has called them to and they've been working at for 28 uh, plus years and uh, we're thrilled how God has used them in a great way. So please give a warm welcome to Tony Howe. Good morning, everyone. A couple weeks ago, I was on my way to a, another service, early Sunday morning, I turned on the radio and was listening to a sermon, didn't recognize the voice, but uh, the pastor is really hitting the gospel strong. And um, I just like, made me happy to hear that. I thought, oh, of course there's many gospel ministers up here, but, but just hearing the gospel preached on the radio so strongly, and I continued to listen, and then it dawned on me it was Pastor Roy. <laughs> so that was a, a real encouragement. Uh, I understand that Pastor Roy and his family are going to visit uh, family and friends here. Uh, you two after the service or tomorrow? Tomorrow, okay. Take a while to get over the service, I'm sure, but um, I hope that you enjoy your time of your parents and, and family as much as I have uh, this time. It's been a great time with my mom and dad and brother and sister-in-law and just renewing friendships and, and making some new friends. Uh, it's been a, a precious, precious time. Uh, probably the highlight, at least one of the highlights, uh, was a brownie-based dessert with ice cream kind of melted into it with caramel on top of it that, that Christine made the other night that was, it was so good my leg went into a cramp about 30 minutes after I started. I mean it was really, really good. <laughs> um, I, I would recommend it, it's a great time. It, I, was, it was, I think that was right after Wes was sharing about a wormy cat that he would, it was kind of a, a whole set sort of thing there, but, but it, was, it was great to, to, to spend that time. If I was you, I would want to know a couple things from me. Uh, since you're part of our support team, our ministry team, you pray for us, we're part of your family, you're part of our family. You've actually, several of you have set foot in Shimonoseki. You've met our people. Pastor Roy and I baptized Nao Yamamoto together just a couple years ago. Uh, by the way, she, she, both her and her mother are doing, doing well in the Lord. Um, I'd, I'd want to know just, just three simple things, and that's going to be what I talk about this morning. Uh, the title is called, We've Only Just Begun. There should be some background music when, when I say that, but... Uh, I was kind of bummed, I, you know, you have to come up with a title, but I, I need the every hour is even a better, a better title. But what I'd like to do is I'd like to speak about three things, and I'm going to share three simple Bible verses that all of you know, 
And I'd like to tie those into the three things that I'd like to share with you. Why did we go? Why did we stay? And what do we need? And um, I'd like to take about six minutes and have you go with me to Shimonoseki. Uh, my son Titus, who is a, a gospel singer out in, in San Diego and a photographer and, and puts together videos, came out for a couple weeks last December. And um, he kind of put together a little video for us to share with folks to know a little bit more about what we've been doing lately. So let's take a look at Shimonoseki, please. to be different. 99 point whatever percent of your friends and the people that live around you are going to be walking a different road than you and you're going to have unique challenges and opportunities to shine for Christ. burning desire that through whatever means that we give each person here in Shimonoseki an opportunity to get to know Jesus Christ. to get the word, to get the, the word of hope about Jesus Christ. We need to have the courage to take steps, to adjust ministries, to, to reach out to people in a way where they are able to understand who Jesus is and be able to listen to the Word of God. And that takes a lot of ingenuity. 
お祈り見業を見たものとして父子聖霊の皆によってバプチズムを授けしますイエス様と共に死んでイエス様と共によみがえりますアーメンいろんな苦しみの中からあまた、えー、クルトのいろいろな呪いの中その愛と救いをどうかお歌いになってください Focus of society, their daily lives have changed. So we're always in a, a mode of transition, which of course、uh, causes us to constantly be contemplating how to read our culture and how to read opportunities that God has placed inside our current environment. So my wife, Marsha,、uh, and I, along with the Shimoseki Christ Bible Church, began a journey about seven years ago to begin preparing for an all English preschool. That would be based out of our church as a local church ministry. And uh, currently, uh, we have 15 students that are enrolled. And those 15 students represent 30, 30 parents, 60 grandparents, and many friends and acquaintances. And over a three year period, we're able to, based upon the love of God and the Word of God, educate them and through songs, through playing,、uh, through teaching. They have an opportunity to understand they're loved by God, created by God, and God has a specific, wonderful plan for them, which literally changes them, their families, and, and their, their, their acquaintances. Opportunities to, to become discouraged. There's many opportunities to feel、um, hopeless that we can actually make a difference that's big enough to change a neighborhood, to change a family, to change a city for Christ.、Uh, God has given us the ultimate weapon in prayer and the ultimate、uh, sword, the ultimate weapon with, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you can pray for us, it will keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. Jesus kind of knows how to take care of the rest of the things in our, in our personal lives and ministry. I don't know about you, but who is that old man on the video? Good night. I didn't get to do any of the editing、uh, on that.、Uh, kind of to explain,、um, that was right before a Christmas play that we were doing. So I was kind of growing the beard out for, for that. But, but anyway,、uh, what was shared there is what we're going to talk about.、Uh, for me, this is, is a special time. Uh, I get a chance to, to come before you. It's a very important time. I, I feel not only representing Christ, representing the Word of God, but representing a city, representing a church, representing individuals. Each one of those people represents a name, a story that I know. 
And I get this opportunity to share with you, so I certainly want to, to take advantage of it. If you just open your Bibles, or, or maybe you don't need to, John 3.16. And I'd like to share, very simply, why Tony and Marsha went to Shimonoseki, Japan. And if you've heard it before, please listen again. What you hear, you will speak, and you'll think about. Japan is a beautiful country, country of about 127 million people. Land size is about the size of California or Montana. It's spread out into four islands, and then many hundreds of, of smaller islands. It's well known in the world, it's, it's industry, it's engineering, it's technical, it's just a beautiful country. 0.4% of the Japanese population is Christian, nationwide. In our part of Japan, one out of every 1,000 people would be a Christian. How does it feel when you meet a Christian here in Hiran? or you go to, to some gathering or, or go to a store and you happen to run into a Christian. I'm sure that makes you happy. I'm sure. It makes me happy. Imagine one out of every 1,000 people being a Christian and meeting a Christian in a store or in a coffee shop. It, it just, it, it's thrilling. But you also have 999 people out of 1,000 that probably, not only are they not Christian, they don't know how to become a Christian, they don't know how to choose or not to choose for Jesus Christ. Why did we go to Japan? To give as many people in Japan, to give as many people in Shimonoseki, Japan, an opportunity to understand within their culture within their setting, within their language, within their thought process, within their experience, on their home ground, who Jesus is. What plan Jesus has for them. And that they can be redeemed, they can know the love of Christ, they can have their sins forgiven, they can have the peace that only Christ gives. And when they die, they can go to heaven. That's why. Marsha and I have been there uh, almost 30, a little over 30 years. And I can honestly say, not only is it just as exciting, just as burning in our souls to, to share Christ as it was 30 years ago, I believe it's more. We've seen God work in, in many wonderful ways. We've gone through, through many trials, obviously. But we've seen things happen that only God can do. And it's because people pray. And it's because we have the opportunity in Japanese, in their city, in their lives, to share the Word of God. Specifically, I believe we've seen a, a little over 700 Buddhists, Shintoists, Japanese become Christians. That's just a drop in the bucket. 
but it's a beginning. It's a beginning. I can't wait to, to get back to Shimonoseki. Obviously to see Marsha, to see the, the church family, and, and those that, that are moving towards, towards Christ. Or those that we will meet this year that because they saw a cross painted on a roof, or because they heard a radio broadcast, or because there was a, quote, chance meeting with someone, a, a, a conversation that pricked their heart and caused them to want to search for a relationship with this God that's being talked about that created everything and has a plan for them. That's why we went to Japan. For God so loved the world, the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Secondly, if you just turn to Romans 10, 17. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Why did we stay? Why are we staying? Why are we ministering and living in Shimonoseki, Japan? Would not want to, certainly there are times, moments, seasons, where we want to be someplace else. It's great to, to be back home. It's great to be with friends and family. Love it. It's hard to separate after experiencing that for a while. But why is there a, a, a burning desire to stay? People ask me, do you want to die in Japan? And I say, no, I want to live in Japan. <laughs> why do we stay? In Romans 10, 17, it's right there. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. There's no substitute for that. There's no substitute. That involves going to neighborhoods, going to houses. We have something called the Lydia Project. Pastor Roy actually named it. He didn't come up with it, but he, but he named it. It's where we've gone out into neighborhoods and houses in Shimonoseki, and we're on a search to find 300 Lydia's. You know Lydia in the Bible? The lady convert in Philippi that Paul met at the beach and she was seeking after God and through Paul's preaching through the Word of God she became a believer and then her home became a church and then Christianity spread throughout Philippi and throughout Europe and, and all over the world. We're looking for 300 of those searching souls in Shimonoseki. So what does that involve? It involves going. So we get a group together each week and we go to different houses and different neighborhoods and ask people, are you searching? Sometimes we don't get a very good response. You can just about imagine. Sometimes you only get bad responses all day. That's kind of a reminder. 
Sometimes when you get a bad response, you feel a bad response and want to punch someone out. But you, you deal with that in your heart and confess. But then, sometimes you meet someone who's searching. And once they're searching, we, we, we have it set up, folks. We have Bible studies, we have home groups, we have fellowship groups, we have lessons we can take them through, personal evangelism we can take them through, things they can become involved in. Now we have a coffee shop where we can sit down and talk over coffee and, and some dessert and share and, and, and meet them time and time again and begin to find out how and what they're searching for and we have the answer in Jesus Christ and the Word of God. And we've seen God work over and over and over again. It's true. Jesus Christ saves those that are sinners. And that's all of us. And it says in the Bible that those that seek after God will find Him because He's not far from us. He desires to have a relationship with them. I think of a, a young man that I met not too long ago. He was introduced to me. He had an interest in one of the young ladies in our church. And he was coming off a, a real bad relationship. He'd messed up. And uh, he was struggling. Never read a Bible. Never been to a church had exactly zero background, foundation. Where do you start with someone that's 35 years old and 35 years of his life, all he's known is idols and false religions? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by that you start in the Bible. And we started from point one and we met over and over again and we went through Genesis and we went through the Gospels. And one day, he said, I want to give my life to Jesus. So he got down on his knees, and I got down on my knees. So lately, I had to be careful. Sometimes when I get down on my knees and start to get up, I get a cramp in my thigh or something. Then you stand up real quick. But it was great. That young man, along with the young man that, that, that saw the, the cross that you guys painted on our, on our building, uh, two young men in the space of a couple months that have accepted Christ, have been baptized, or being discipled, and have a desire to, to fervently pursue their faith in Jesus Christ. It's tremendous. And you know what's really neat? And this never gets old. This never gets old. I believe that he is the first Christian in his entire family line since the time that Jesus Christ came to this earth, died on the cross, was buried, and three days later, bodily, physically, spiritually resurrected from the grave. The first believer in his family line. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Last point I want to share, and this is where I need to be aggressive because after being in Japan for a while, I kind of don't want to be too specific, but here it is, what do we need? We have a uh, table back there, 
in the foyer. And uh, there's a prayer sign-up sheet. Some of you in here are receiving our prayer letter. And you pray specifically for us every day or every week or every month. And there's probably more of you that have signed up for our prayer letter, are receiving our prayer letter, and it probably goes into your spam each month. And you wonder, how come I never received a prayer letter from Tony and Marcia? It's going out. It's because it goes out in one shot. It might be going into your junk mail, your spam mail, or whatever. Take a check. Be careful, but, but take a check and see if it's not there. I'd like you to, if you can, don't just put your name up there to, to see, I wrote down my name. If you'd pray for us, my wife spends a lot of time putting together almost a journal. And in this prayer, there's pictures. And if you have a computer and you're getting the digital copy, you'll be able to click on different words and a video will come up of actually what we're talking about or who we're sharing about. It's really fabulous. It'll keep you informed. We need you to pray. We have two of yours coming out. I want to say come on out. Well, some of you are coming out. You've come out. Max and Rebecca uh, are coming out to serve with us for two years starting this August. August 17th. They'll arrive blurry-eyed and tired in Fukuoka, Japan. And I'll make sure to, to pick on Max because he'll be weak and tired and it'll be a lot of fun. And even if he doesn't understand, he'll laugh. <laughs> Rebecca's going to have her first child out in Japan. It's a beautiful place to have a child, but that's a big step. It, it always amazes me how God speaks to individuals. And we would think, well, that's, that's a big challenge. I don't know if I would do that. Well, that's them, but they, the, someone would make a commitment like that. When God speaks, it's like, that's the only thing you want to do. So we're really thrilled that two of yours have been raised in this church and uh, our, our fellowshipping of your church will be coming out uh, to serve with us for two years in the English conversation ministry. We might need some of you, some more of you to come. We need you to pray. And pray specifically. I can't tell you to give, but I can tell you what our needs are. And they're very specific. Let me tell you what happened to me. Last week, I was speaking at another church over here in Mission Church, Living Hope Church. And I don't know why. I just happened to glance down at my iPhone right before I was getting up to speak. Maybe I was searching for scripture or something. I don't quite remember. But look down, there was a letter that came in. So I opened it up. And it was a letter from a pastor in Springfield, Virginia that they'd had a, a meeting and they decided to give $6,000 to our coffee project construction. In the, in the last couple of weeks, we'd gone from needing 15000 down to 11000 then bam, $5,000 was all that was left. It wasn't too long ago that we were at staring $43,000 in the face. God is just so provided. Philippians, the, the last verse, Philippians 4, 9, 19 and 20. God abundantly, abundantly provides our needs. And he, he provides it through our prayers, through our participation. 
You have ministries all over the world. You have ministries here that you give to, that you, you, you pour your lives into. So I know that you understand. We also are representing needs in, in Japan. We're down to the last 5,000 hours. Marcia says, try to recruit a barista to come out to help us. If there's someone out there that can do that, talk to me after the service. Even if I'm not pronouncing it right, talk to me after the service. We also have one more possibility out there. It's been staring us in the face for 15 years. There's a little piece of land behind our Christian center where we have our preschool, where we have our English conversation classes, where we have our coffee shop. And if we could purchase that land from the Japanese National Railroad, I'm a little worried about um, talking to them about this too much because it always, when I talk to them, I always feel like I'm being railroaded. <laughs> After 15 years, the door is finally open and they're willing, they're willing to sell that little plot of land. It's really a little plot of land. I don't think the land is much bigger than this stage. Maybe a little bit bigger. $35,000. We won't move on it. Not taking any loans. We're not going to move on it until the Lord provides. But when the Lord provides, we're going to be able to move our playground directly back behind our preschool. Open up a door so the kids can go in, in and out. And it doubles our parking space. I mean, a big parking space in Japan is about the size of this stage. We'll be able to double it. And with our English conversation classes and coffee shop and, and our second services also are being held at the Christian Center, it would be a gold mine for us in God's timing. Those are the things I'd ask you to pray about. And if God touches your hearts or you talk or you think about it, want to give, please do. It will make, it has, it will make a difference. Can't tell you how wonderful it is to see a Japanese come to know Christ. Maybe they're the first Christian in their family, maybe not, but then to see them pursue God, become a part of the church family, and then reach out to those who do not know yet. Could give you story after story. I would just say that uh, Mr. Araki, the young man I just shared about, and the, the college student, uh, I mentioned it in, in um, Sunday school, there was a young man that was working at a local convenience store, about 150 meters or so from our church, and he was going through some issues in his life and, and thinking through life and just didn't have any answers. And at night, he'd have to go back home and he would see the, the lit up cross on the roof. And it, and it attracted him. It attracted him to, to he, he saw that and he thought, there's something there for me. And he, he, he came and, and met with us, walked in. I said, why'd you come? He said, I saw the cross. It's a Buddhist. As he began, he couldn't get enough of scripture. He accepted the Lord. He's graduated from college uh, here in a few months. Uh, he's pursuing things of God. We don't know to what extent God's going to use him. Ironically, his dad uh, ended up working with Donnie and his team on the construction project 
um, at the cafe house. His dad had spent a couple years, actually graduated from American high school when he was young, so he was pretty fluent in English. And uh, we have an open door there to work with him too. Different stories, different settings. God loves the world. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being part of what we do. And it is a joy. I just love the fellowship here and it's a joy to be back here. And I want to praise the Lord for that. Pastor. We hope you've enjoyed today's message. If you would like to know more about Bethesda Church, you can check us out on the web by going to our website, which is BethesdaMB.org. That's Bethesda, M as in Mary, B as in boy, dot org. Or check us out on Facebook by searching for Bethesda Church of Huron. Have a blessed day.